Hello and welcome in to this episode of Der Ausblick, where we will be previewing the upcoming Champions League game against Tottenham Hotspur at the Allianz Arena. I am Jake Fenner. I apologize to everybody listening. I am a bit under the weather, so my voice will probably sound a little bit different today. Uh, I'm joined by Tom Adams. Tom, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Fortunately, I, I, I don't have a cold at the moment, but tis the season for that stuff to go around. So make sure you wash your hands and you practice good hygiene, folks, because uh, you don't want to get sick and it's going around and uh, slightly depressed right now as well because I've taken a few glances at the uh, rest of the, the Bundesliga schedule for the Hinrunde and there's not many matches left before the winter pause, which is making me sad. So I hope we win out the rest of the year. Any Bayern things you're hoping to get for Christmas there, Tom? You know, I've got a lot of jerseys, and I, I do buy a lot of jerseys myself. I probably spend a bit too much money. I would love a, a nice little uh, Bernie teddy bear, uh, especially that I could hug and embrace, especially after a poor performance uh, and a loss. I think that would be that would be a nice gift. So uh, we'll call it a uh, a therapy Bernie doll or or plush bear. At that. Yeah. Well, after. After the most recent games, I think we all might be needing a uh, Bernie therapy doll. And speaking of the most recent games, we're going to talk about the most recent game and what we can expect from that game translating over to our results in the Champions League and then just analyze the team further as well as any potential future opponents we can face in the round of 16. So let's go ahead and start at this most recent game. It was a 2-1 loss to Borussia Mönchengladbach. It was not a pretty result at all. Bayern just looked sluggish. It looked slow. But one thing was evident. Hansi Flick likes to listen to this podcast, so shout out to Hansi. Thank you very much for listening. We don't get many downloads in Germany, and it's good to know that you're one of them. Uh, so, hallo Hansi. Uh, danke für alles. Uh, we appreciate what you do. But uh, what I don't appreciate is sticking Javi Martinez as a center back because uh, pace plus Javi equals goals, not for us. And because of that, we saw in the final minutes of the game what could have been a 1-1 draw was because Javi came in with a really, really dumb tackle, clearly took the attacker off of his legs, obvious penalty, and as a result, they were able to convert the penalty. It was 2-1. Bayern Munich dropped to 7th in the league table. The finishing, once again, just not at all what Bayern Munich need. Not what we would have expected from a team that was the record champions of Germany. Let's go ahead and take a look at the statistics. They scored one goal out of five shots on goal. And they put 16 shots on. For some reason, as much as we all love Robert Lewandowski, he's not been able over these last couple of games to produce uh, good finishing performances. And when we counter this with reports like Bayern's not going to bring anybody in the off or in the January transfer window, we're not looking at Holland from uh, from Salzburg. Uh, when I just see these kinds of things, I personally get a little bit concerned because there's only so much that Robert Lewandowski can do for this team. And if we want to go ahead and try to ch challenge for the league, which is a word I never thought I would say, a phrase I never thought I would say, challenge for the league. 
because at this point, that's really what we have to do. Uh, even Dortmund is ahead of us at this point. We need to bring in more firepower, at least in my opinion, more pace, anything along those lines that could be in the form of Leroy Sané, but we haven't even heard anything in that regard. So, Tom, what are your thoughts on this last game, and what are your thoughts on Bayern's performance in front of net? Yeah, exactly. As you had alluded to, you know, Hansi Flick definitely listens to this podcast. We spent uh, a good chunk of the last podcast, you know, um, discussing whether or not that back line needed to be changed. And obviously, in fact, it was changed, you know, with uh, Alfonso Davies, uh, David Alaba, Jerome Boateng, unfortunately coming off injured in the second half, um, and Joshua Kimmich starting uh, at the back line, as well as uh, Tolisso and Thiago starting in midfield uh, with Kingsley Coman, Leon Goretzka, Thomas Muller um, just ahead of them, and then Lewandowski at the point. And for large portions of this match, I would even go as far as saying perhaps even the first 15 minutes, uh, I thought Bayern were, were well and truly the, the better side. You know, I, I thought the onus was on them. Uh, they dominated possession. I thought they did a really good job of playing out of the uh, the high presses that Munchen Gladbach uh, would send forward, led by Lars Stindl, Marcus Turam, Alisson Playa. Uh, I thought those guys did an excellent job of rotating, you know, which player w- would really press whoever was in possession uh, in, in Bayern's half and kind of make them play the ball quickly. Um, Jonas Hoffman and, and, and Benes and Dennis Zakaria just behind them offered that, that anchor just ahead of um, Munchen Gladbach's back line to the point where it would free up those guys in the front, like Playa, Stindl, and Turam, and then Briel and Bolo when he came on to go ahead and press, but as I mentioned, I, th- I thought Bayern did a really good job of, you know, playing out of that uh, that pressing game pretty well in the opening stages. Um, there were uh, a few players, I thought Thiago w- was one of them uh, in particular, that did seem to kind of give away possession cheaply far too many times, um, even when it was completely unnecessary and when he really had a lot more time to make a better pass. Uh, but but anyways, I, I still thought that Bayern were the better side for the opening uh, 50 minutes. Again, as you mentioned, you know a lot of the the first half was shades of that second half uh, against Bayer Leverkusen, where we just had chance after chance after chance and just could not find uh, the back of the net. You know, I can remember three big chances in the first half. Um, Tolisso when he uh, side-footed to the bottom left corner from Goretzka's layoff. Muller almost got his foot to it, maybe swung fractionally too late um Yashua Kimmich's shot that uh Sommer kind of bobbled and it must have been a millimeter of the ball that didn't go over the goal line and I think that effort um and that opportunity pretty much just summed up where our finishing is at right now like it just won't happen for us you know and that was um like I thought that chance kind of emulated um, you know, just how frustrating it's been for us. Lewandowski had another one where I thought he did quite well to open up his hips and, you know, try and wrap it around to the far post, but it was just wide. And as you mentioned, you know, he just can't seem to calibrate his Champions League form into the into the, the, the Bundesliga lately because he's now gone, um, uh, was it a two games or three games without a goal in the, in the Bundesliga? I apologize if I'm getting that wrong. Uh, just kind of thinking off the top of my head here. But yeah, and then once uh, Bayern had gone ahead, I was actually... To be honest, quite surprised that uh, Flick made the decision to bring on uh, Ivan Perisic when uh, Tolisso got hurt. I was surprised, especially with the fact that both Coutinho and Gnabry were, were on the bench. I thought that those were two guys uh, that could have made life a lot more difficult uh, for Munchen Gladbach, but instead he brought on Perisic. Credit to him for you know taking that fine finish off of the, uh, the pass from Thomas Muller that almost uh, got away from him, but he, he did well to rotate his body, spin round, and 
get that left-footed finish. Jan Sommer perhaps could have done a little bit better with that. Um, but then once Marco Ruzza uh, decided to make a substitution and bring on Briel Mbolo, I thought that just added a new... Uh, reinvigoration of life to their forward press and you know it made them just that much more dangerous on the counterattack and that combined with the fact that Bayern started to uh, play a bit more sloppy and, and make poor decisions out of the back and started getting sloppy with their passing you know the you could just sense almost that the München Gladbach goal was coming and it came for a set piece through uh, Ben Sabayini and he was just left wide open and then uh, you could just almost sense couldn't you that uh, Gladbach were going to go on uh, and, and get the winner because Bayern just completely stopped playing their game and it was very, very frustrating to see because, as I mentioned, for large portions of that first half, we just completely controlled it and we were able to play out of you know, everything that Gladbach were throwing at us, especially with that high press and the width that we were using on the pitch with their uh, kind of narrow setup. And, you know, Javi Martinez, I mean, I've seen that playback uh, multiple times. Uh, it does look like he does get a little bit of the ball, but... It's more so the nature of the tackle, um, which is the reason why it was a penalty um, and his second yellow card, and he was sent off. But, you know, we have to look at Yashua Kimmich was the one who gave the ball away and forced that bad situation. You know, Javi Martinez isn't going to win many foot races, and that's obvious. Um, Neuer almost got his fingertips to the penalty, but he didn't, and it's just another frustrating result for Bayern. He made to rue. Uh, our missed chances, I think, is the glaring statistic from this, you know, in addition to the, the complacency and some of the, the sloppy passes we were making. But, yeah, we got to start finishing those chances, man. We have to. Looking more towards this upcoming game, specifically against Tottenham, it is the reappearance of Jose Mourinho, which is interesting to say the least. Um, he's coming back after a pretty decent run of form recently with Tottenham in his first couple of games. He's uh, he's only had one loss in a close game to Manchester United. Over this most recent weekend, there was a 5-0 battering of Burnley, and it's just interesting to see how Tottenham are doing so far. But the more important thing, I guess, to take a look at is that because Tottenham's destiny in the Champions League is relatively set in stone. Mourinho has said that he's going to try to put in some younger players in this game against Bayern and see what they can offer the team. A great opportunity to go up against some tough European competition. Uh, what are your thoughts on that tactic? Do you think that this game is... Uh, the time and place for uh, for Mourinho to do something like this? Well, Mourinho is certainly no stranger to playing his mind games, and you know he's done so in the past to great effect. But I think with this one uh, on the surface value, um, Tottenham can't mathematically surpass us. You know we're definitely going to finish number one in the group. They're definitely going to finish uh, number two. So I think this is while he did even to the go. Uh, Excuse me. While he did even go as far as joking about Hansi Flick should uh, rest Lewandowski tomorrow or in the game against Tottenham, you know I think he's a realist about this. Both teams' respective uh, placings in the group are already set in stone. Um, why not uh, play youngsters for him? I think Hansi Flick will have known that anyways. You know he has his own decisions to make. You know, from a Spurs perspective, they'll be without Harry Kane, Deli Ali, Serge Aurier, Jan Vertonghen, Hugo Lloris, obviously still with that nasty uh, arm injury, Ben Davies, Eric Lamella, Tengai, and Dombele, 
and Harry Winks. Uh, so they're all going to be uh, be missed. And I don't blame Mourinho for basically coming out and saying that he's going to field uh, a younger, more reserved side. I mean, it's kind of what I expected. Um, what I what I would say is that for us, it's a little bit different. Um, there's a whole mental aspect that's going on where we obviously want to get out of this two-game losing streak, especially after the fantastic start we had uh, under Hanty Flick with four wins in a row and you know keeping all those clean sheets that we kept and you know only conceding, what was it, like one shot on target. So I think Flick really has to look at this and decide, does he just want to go full strength and have his side play their game and make sure they stay consistent and ready for the the weekend match against Verda Bremen or does you want to take the time to experiment because even if we lose it does not matter at all we're through to the next round we won the group um, I know we put out a poll earlier today on Twitter and the overwhelming majority the question was should Flick be giving guys like Lars Lucas Maya a chance in this game and the overwhelming majority was uh was yes so I guess take a little bit of column A and column B from what I just said, you know, stick out a strong team, but give some guys a chance and see what we can do because the result really doesn't matter um, on paper as much as it does mentally. Now looking to the future, to the round of 16, there are really only two spots left after the fixtures from Tuesday. The only question will be who comes second in Group C between Shakhtar Donetsk and Dinamo Zagreb, and who comes in second in Group D between Atletico Madrid and Bayer Leverkusen, which will be a very interesting matchup to see. For Leverkusen to advance, they need to beat Juventus at home, and they need Madrid to draw or lose. If that ends up happening, that means that all four Bundesliga teams advance to the round of 16, which makes it very tough for Bayern Munich when it comes to who they could potentially face. As things sit right now, they could be playing Real, Shakhtar, or Dinamo, uh, Atleti, if they come out on top over Leverkusen, Napoli, Lyon, and Chelsea. Uh, Valencia won Group H. Ajax is eliminated, so Eric Ten Hag really only can compete for the Dutch Cup and the Eredivisie title. Uh, slim pickings, so if maybe he wants to, you know, try and win a real trophy, he can come to Bayern Munich uh, maybe in January as soon as possible, please. Ten Hag, I know you listen to the podcast, possibly, maybe. Maybe you'll start. Maybe uh, Hansi will give you some suggestions um, in terms of what to listen to. But I was talking before, I was talking on the last pod about odds and who we could face. Uh, in the Champions League. Right now, taking a look at it, the only team that really scares me in the round of 16, if we were to face them, would be Real, just because there's a lot of negative energy, <laughs> I guess, we get from them. Uh, we are, of course, La Bestia Negra to them, and uh, they're a whole lot worse to us, especially over the last couple of years. Um, but... Who do you think uh, will be, uh, other than Bayern, who do you think out of all of the teams that 
have advanced from Germany so far, who do you think is going to be the one that could make the biggest impact in the round of 16? Well, other than Bayern, looking at Dortmund, I would say what's, what was kind of a shame, despite them going through um, and, and progressing to the next round, I, I think they've just shown a shakiness against and get against the big teams, which is something that will would dearly cost them in the knockout stages, which is an unfortunate uh, thing to be saying. But as far as being representative uh, of the Bundesliga, I, unfortunately, I don't think, uh, especially finishing second in their group, Dortmund are going to get a favorable draw, and they're likely going to be going up against someone that's uh, a much more higher caliber team than them, and that's just something that worries me from an overall fan uh, of the Bundesliga itself. Leipzig, I thought, had a very, very positive campaign. Arguably a little bit easier of a group uh, in Group G than Group F with uh, Leon Benfica and Zenit St. Petersburg uh, as opposed to Dortmund's three opponents of uh, Barcelona, Inter Milan, uh, and Slavia Praha. Um, at the time we're recording, the Leverkusen um, match has not happened yet. Um, they have a tough one against Juventus. They do have it uh, up against them, but realistically, I, I think that they're the weaker uh, or I should say the weakest of the four Bundesliga teams that technically right now are still left in the competition. Um, so I, I don't think that they would have much of a chance if they finish second in their Group D, um, unless they get a very, very favorable draw, which is a difficult thing to do as the number two seed in the group. Um, so I would say, based on how they're performing, both domestically and in European competition, I would say that Leipzig, other than Bayern, have the, the best chance. And I would, uh, as again... Bayern fan first, but fan of the the Bundesliga as a whole. Second, you know, as a fan of the Bundesliga, I would really, really love to see them uh, progress past the uh, the round of sixteen. I think that would be something that's uh, amazing for their club and their organization. Um, so yeah, I think of the four teams, or excuse me, of the three teams other than Bayern in the knockout stages, I think Leipzig uh, and Julian Nagelsmann. I think they would have the best chance of uh, progressing past the round of sixteen. That is. So it will be interesting to take a look at those and see how their teams progress, see how Leverkusen will do against Juventus. So be sure to keep a lookout for those and for the remaining games of the round of 16. That's going to do it for us now here at Bavarian Podcast Works. Thank you very much for listening. Please be sure to like, rate, subscribe, and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you can get your quality audio content. Follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks, at Jefferson Fenner, and at TommyAdams71, and we will be sure to try and bring you our best audio content possible on a more consistent basis. It's been a bit of a couple of up and down weeks for me uh, with a lot of things going on and of course finals this last week. Uh, But now finals are over for me so I will try to get in touch uh, with the pod more frequently and hopefully we'll bring some more fun and exciting things to you. So with that being said, everybody take care, uh, best of luck, and auf Wiedersehen.